0: Good. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. look at us just flying I know it seems like we just started this this journey this podcast journey <laughs> yeah, yeah yep uh you know even though it's supposed to be a, a weekly show we had a little break we had the holidays in there and so um yeah how was your uh, you know, Thanksgiving it was very nice it was very it's quiet you know it's quiet yeah. um yeah now we uh you know all the kids are officially out of the house although our youngest came back with some uh some buddies from college, um, yeah. he plays basketball, so he brought some basketball players home. Uh, now, had, what's it like having that many uh, college kids around? This is it weird? Well, it, it was fun, you know, and the kids are good kids and we enjoy yeah. them. Um, but now it's kind of an interesting group because these were all the kids that had already tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, okay. So uh, the, the rest of the team was quarantined. Uh, oh, because, really? Well, it, it's kind of a weird deal, but some of them had been over... Um, I think it's 90 days since they tested positive. So no, they're, they're back in the cycle. Yeah. So
1: they're back into it. Yeah, that is weird. yeah.
0: So we were supposed to have, I think about eight or nine kids for, for Thanksgiving, you know, the, pretty much a big part of the basketball team, but, yeah. um, because of the COVID, um, some of the kids had to spend Thanksgiving isolated in their rooms, um, eating, I, I think like a hungry man dinner, frozen dinner yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. What a strange so, time. right? Yeah. Great? Yeah, it is. It is. It is crazy. But um, but no, it was good to see them. Um and the and the boys. Their their schedules are are really busy. So they're, you know, they had practice the day before Thanksgiving. They come home, um, they spent the night and off they went and they had a team meeting the next day. So it's, you know, they're they're pretty wrapped around their schedules. Pretty fast. Gotcha. Yeah. How about yourself,
1: buddy? Yeah, it was great. Same. Quiet, lots of food. I always tell myself I'm not gonna um I'm not going to overeat. So this year, I just said, just to heck with it. Don't even tell yourself that. Just go for it. And uh, because I always end up doing it anyways, you know, just indulge with a clear conscience. I and I did. And it was great. It was, uh, (laughs) it was great. It was everything I could expect. It had all the, you know, turkey, the stuffing, green bean casserole. I talked uh, Jenna, my wife, into making uh, sweet potato casserole. You
0: ever had that? I have, I have. Well, I don't. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's different versions of it, but I have had a. This one actually was
1: was the most different I've ever had. It Had apples in it. Oh wow! Yeah, it was
0: like a sweet potato
1: maple apple. It was awesome. Ooh, ooh, that sounds quite dessert. It was a dessert for sure. And then I also had dessert on top of that. My favorite uh, dessert for Thanksgiving: pecan pie. Oh, that is good yeah. stuff. That is very good. I completely passed the pumpkin. Don't like it. I've never liked it. Actually, I don't like pumpkin really in any form. Really? Sacrilege. Yeah, I'd, I'd make a terrible white girl because I can't do the pumpkin spice latte or anything like
0: that. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay. I don't think I get, well, I, I don't know what that even means, but. Well, um, you kind of, you do
1: frou-frou coffee anyways. I so do. You, you probably know, take yeah. offense to that.
0: You know the funny thing is, I always call it cowboy coffee. You know, yeah, uh, <laughs> to make yourself I, feel better. Yeah, I do because you know the, the true cowboy coffee is black, and the, the, as they say around here, you can float a nail in it. You know, it, it's <laughs> I've so never thick. I that. Yeah, That's so I always joke that. because when I say half and half, it's half creamer, half coffee. You know, it, it if it's not <laughs> yeah. a if it's not a light camel colored, it's got too much coffee. Then something's wrong with it. But you don't yeah. do sugar though. No sugar. Well, the creamer's got plenty of sugar. I don't use granulated sugar, but it, it's just sugar in another form. I mean, the creamer I use has got is loaded with sugar. So <laughs> okay. it's, it's not, a, yeah, yeah, it, okay. it's yeah. not healthy by any means, but, um, but you know, that, that reminds me of what what you were talking about with the indulging with a clear conscience. Um, you know, when I, when I worked at the hospital and I was an exercise physi- physiologist and I would help people with exercise programs and diet modifications and stuff. And, you know, People struggle so much with that that conflict and that guilt. And I would tell them, listen, you know, you toe the line. I, I was a personally a big believer in the the kind of reward system. So yeah. six days a week, you toe the line. On the seventh day, you just you eat what you want to eat, you know. Because yeah. I, I realize that the diets that are so strict, um, people have a really hard time in the long term staying on them. You know, oh, for and, sure, to do. yeah, and you know, enjoying food is a big part of you know is a big part of being alive. So I right. I always tried to compromise with people and get them to compromise with themselves and say, listen, you know, really be diligent about eating right for six days, on the seventh day just you know, have what you want. You know, you're, you know, they've the, the, the preponderance of the evidence says that you're not going to ingest enough calories in a day to really make a Every difference day. if you're exactly. So, so, you know, so when, when things, Oh, I'm going to try, around, I'll yeah. tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, something else is what we found. And I, I think this is pretty, pretty much accepted is um, when people, when people make a habit of eating correctly or eating right. And when I say right, I mean, um, less, less sugar, um, more, yeah. more fruits, vegetables and lean proteins and things like that. They, they tend to actually, um, you know, they, they actually kind of desire they they change their, their, um, palate a little bit. I guess their, their, yeah. their body kind of starts to crave better food. Yeah. So then when they go back to high sugar and stuff, a lot of them don't do well with it. They don't feel that good with it. So yeah, it, it's kind good of a incentive
1: to jump right back on. Like, you know, it, you always, yeah. if you're eating right and you're eating good and you have that cheat day, you're usually like, at least, let let me say in my experience, I'm usually like, I need a carrot. Somebody give me some celery Yeah. because I'm after, <laughs> all it takes is that much indulgence. And I'm like, Oh, I can't, I can't do it. My stomach hurts. Yeah. I need not sleep. I like get it. It, yeah. it has so many second and third order effects. Yeah. I think the Absolutely. opposite, do you think the opposite of that is true that when you, Start doing the opposite when you're hitting the fast foods and you're going to Pizza Hut and you're indulging consistently, that it's really hard to get into a uh, uh, eating right routine because your palate want, craves that sugar and salt yeah, yeah. and all that, um, everything that's bad with it. So when you eat it, what would people would consider quote unquote, like a normal meal or a healthy meal, it's really hard. It's it's a hard meal to swallow
0: if you yeah, will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. And but, but I'll tell you the, 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 the biggest culprit that, that I saw on a regular basis was definitely sugar, was you it? know? Um, it was rare that somebody had a really poor diet that didn't include a lot of sugar. I mean, it, in matter of fact, I don't know if I really ever saw it. Um, usually in the form of soft drink, you know, pop and soft drinks yeah. and things, but, um, because, you know, I think if you were to, if you were to take sugar out of the equation and say, well, what is eating bad if you don't have sugar? I mean, I don't know eat too much fat. Nope. That doesn't seem you know, that's, that's not the keto that. diet and all those. So, I, so I think really when you get down to it, when, when you pull sugar out of the equation, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if it'd really be defined as eating badly. Yeah, you know? Right. Has
1: there been any study ever that have showed any benefit to sugar in a diet?
0: Oh, not long-term that I know of. I, I know of, uh, athletes that have been on um, studies where they ingest extremely high levels of sugar for a training. Um, and actually, the, the study that I was aware of, and matter of fact, I met an Olympic bicyclist that was part of a study with um, M&M Mars, um, and they ingested huge amounts of M&Ms and then trained. Yeah. And I think the majority out of the group turned in their best training times while on this. No, no. But the problem with it, it's not maintainable. You know, you you can't you're, eat. You're spiking. You're yeah. you're. yeah. Okay. You can't go on with, um, you know, three pounds of M&Ms a day, you know, for, and, and I, I don't remember exactly what they're their protocol was but it was a, it was yeah, exactly. a lot it was a lot you know so so basically they're just keep pedaling
1: you know. that bike quit reaching for water grab another handful of delicious M yeah that's right just just soak up that oh that makes you sick just to think about it i gotta tell you that makes me sick you know it's like eating um skittles you know that residue you get after you eat a few skittles could you imagine trying to work out with that after yeah. eating a handful of skittles no oh uh-uh. cool.
0: Yeah, I, I've never, and, you know, and I really haven't been a big pop drinker my whole life. And so as a result, when I drink even like Gatorade, it's, it tastes really kind of syrupy. Yeah, know? I agree. And yeah, I, I, and I, and that's just, agree. and I, and I, but, but it's funny because you talk to people that drink pop and when they, when they make the move to like a Gatorade or Powerade or something, it tastes really watered down. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't taste
1: the, the, the yeah.
0: I yeah, I, they, I mean, a lot yeah. From people. They're yeah. used to the sugar, the high sugar. Right. So you know what's
1: interesting about that too is that sugar is such a sneaky thing in our society because you will eat something no. and assume that it doesn't have much sugar. Perfect example. We are doing the, the low sugar thing, the keto thing. Uh, we go to the gas station. Do you want some something to drink? Yeah, go grab me something. Just something, you know, okay, we're on keto, so we we'll know what we're doing. I wanted something with caffeine. Jenna comes back with a green tea. I turn around, and the, the first thing I see is 46 grams of sugar. Yeah, in a 12 ounce cool. thing, uh, it might have been 20 ounce, but of green tea, of something that's seemingly, you know what I mean? It's like something else in there. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the chew and everything. I mean, the, if, once you start really looking at sugar content, it is unbelievable how many things you'd be like. I had no idea that there would be 14 grams oh, of sugar. In yeah. Or, they they put know, it
0: well, and it's again, it's pretty well documented when they. When they made the big changes. And when I say they, I mean the, the, the food industry, Um, and there was a big move uh, I think in the seventies and eighties away from sodium. And, and they, uh, they, you know, when you take sodium out of foods that especially you're used to it, it makes it taste really bland. And, and a lot of people, you know, they, they realize it, it, it frankly wouldn't taste very good. So what did they substitute? Sugar. Sugar. So they started adding a lot more sugar. Um, for example, ketchup, you know, peanut butter. I mean, just a lot of foods that you wouldn't really identify as being sugary. Um, yeah, they are. I mean, and, and so that always hits home with the, the importance of, um, reading labels, you know, because you can't look at a food and really ascertain what, what kind of sugar it's got, you know, it's not nowadays. No,
1: not anymore. You can't either, especially the, the, yeah, this, the, the sheer amount of sugar that you, they can pack in such small sizes. You know, you could eat four Twinkies easily and still be hungry, but how many (laughs) grams of sugar have you just ingested? You know what I mean? It makes no impact on your stomach. You don't send any receptors that in your stomach that tell you you're full at all, but you've just, how many, you've just, you know, put in 80, maybe 120 grams of sugar and then you're still hungry. Yeah. So what are yeah. you going to do with all those calories? You, you know
0: yeah, that right. reminds me. Um, years ago, there was a product, and it was fudge, and it was called Sweet Revenge. <laughs> oh yeah. Have you ever heard of it? No, I haven't. I just like the name so, of it. So Sweet Revenge. <laughs> and the way was that you fudge. said fudge. <laughs> <laughs> it was fudge. It, it was. But fudge. anyway, this fudge called Sweet Revenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, had, um, I you know I want to say it was close to a thousand calories oh. per cube. Per cube, per cube. So you give it to people, yeah, exactly. You give it to people you don't like that are trying to watch their weight. You know know, what? Just have a couple pieces. Come on,
1: indulge. It's the seventh day. It's
0: only a little. It's only a little piece, you know. But I, I thought, you know, how (laughs) that's that's awful, you know, people trying to trying to maintain these diets and trying to take care of themselves, Uh, and it's a struggle, and then Uh, some bastard gives. A sweet revenge. Um, oh yeah,
1: that's great.
0: But, but it, it, you know, and it really, it, it hit home with me when I started working with a lot of people. Um, because I, I've always, um, you know, when I was in high school, I was in sports and stuff. And then when I was in college, I've always worked out. And so in the eating, eating was a part of that too. And I was, I wasn't really like, a, a health food nut, but I was always, I, I I've never been a big sugar guy. Yeah. Um, I think one of my downfalls was probably um, carbs. You know, lots of pasta, yeah. potatoes, yep. things like that. Yep. Um, but anyway, so uh, when I started working with people, um, I didn't realize really how badly a lot of people eat. I mean, just oh, you know, man, I know what you said earlier, where you know, if if I was to try to emulate or eat like they did, I would be physically ill. Yeah, know? exactly. I mean, and and they do it all the
1: time constantly every day yeah it's totally a correlation between you feel so crappy because you eat so crappy and then you have no motivation to do any kind of movement that that makes you get back into a health regimen because your your diet is totally um those they just run in parallel you you never want to get up and go for a walk when you've just eaten you know and, and a thousand cube fudge <laughs> you, know, you know, it's never gonna happen. It's totally—it's just this cyclical situation that you find yourself in, and that's, yeah, really miserable. You know what? I didn't know. I was, oh man, I think I was just out of college and started teaching for the first time that I realized that there's people on this earth that don't drink coffee, which is fine. I get that, but they get their caffeine through Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, that's their oh, yeah. that's their drink of choice in the morning.
0: Yeah. No, I, I've known people like that. And I, yeah, again, just from the sugar and, and I'm not a huge caffeine guy, like what, you know, and I don't know what it is about, it's probably the fact I'm ADD, but I don't get much of a kick from caffeine. I can, I can drink literally a coffee right before I go to bed and it does not keep me up. So the whole drinking coffee to get wired thing is kind of lost on me. And the same with, with, pop, you know, but, but I never, you know, I really, like I said, I didn't drink enough pop to make a difference, but a lot of people that I know preferred, you know, especially Mountain Dew in particular, that was their, that was their go-go juice of choice, you know, right. to, to yeah. pep up and get some energy, especially like with driving and things like that. Yeah. 40 you know, plus my, grams of sugar. Yeah. You know, I'm I mean, sure.
1: Let, well, let's take, just take a stab. I'll look it up. How many grams of sugar?
0: In a mm-hmm. Mountain Dew, I, th- I think there's like a hundred and, uh, let's see. I think there's a hundred and 12 calories. Calorie. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 24, I'll say 24 grams,
1: 24 grams. Okay. Let's see.
0: In a pot, in a, in a. Okay. This is, this is standard. based
1: on a 12 ounce can.
0: Right. 20, 29 grams of sugar. 29. Okay. 29. Yeah. That's a lot. That's, I mean, that's you know what's you know what's interesting though? You know what's worse? What's that? Fruit juice. No. You, yes, you it is. Help? Look it up. Look it what up. Calorie content of grape apple. juice.
1: Grape juice or apple? What do you think? Uh, do
0: you think? Take right. your pick.
1: What's yeah. Pick? I, I mean it's my old friend P- apple juice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, this is uh this blows people's mind. <sighs> okay, this is not Okay, let's see this one. Twenty four grams? Yeah. You might as well have, this is one cup. Yeah, but no per volume, that's 24 grams in a little can probably.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. One of those little tiny cups. Yeah. That's why my kids get apple juice. They think it's such a treat and then they jump around- (laughs) <laughs> and for 2 hours for
0: you it. just you gave him oh, yeah. you just yeah. gave him pure you oh, yeah. you just took you took mountain dew and yeah. mixed it with even mainline sugar and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no it's it, it's it's a absolute truth so parents that give their kids fruit juice thinking they're being healthy or you might as well give them mountain dew plus um Yeah. So, there there is really no redeeming value to that whatsoever. And like they said, eat the fruit, don't drink the juice. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. um, Well, you know, realistically, think about how many oranges does it take to make a big glass of orange juice. You know, you're not going to eat that many oranges. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, well, that still, yeah, that's. I mean, you know, okay. So here's the funny thing because we get off on these tangents. Yeah, we do. We do. Um. So so you know, it's funny because now virtually anything. That piques my interest, I immediately go, you know, that's going to be a great topic for yeah. the podcast. Right. 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 You know, isn't that funny that, you know, it's, it's like, it's like when you buy a car that not everybody has, you know, as soon as you start seeing them around, you just notice it every time, you know, because it just catches your attention, you, you know, Noticed them before. You didn't even know. they're right. <laughs> it. exactly. exactly. And now that we're doing this podcast, I'm, 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 you know, always thinking of these ideas and, you yep. know, something will hit me or you just, you know, you're just going through normal life experiences and, um, something will come up and you go, God, that's going to be a great topic. That'd yeah. be a great yeah. topic for a, a podcast. So, um, well, anyway, so we, we did get a little off track, but so we, we kind of talked about this before and, um, you know, last episode was about the high school experience, yeah. um, which was actually a lot of fun talking about that. Yeah. Well- um, and then he said, well, you know what, let's just, let's just kind of keep it going. And because both you and I attended college um, and we said, you know, let's just, let's just talk about that a little bit. And I think that was a great idea. Um, something that's come up actually, I think that kind of, that kind of spurred both of you and I to talk about the college thing was um, a lot of the, you know, one of the platforms that um, Joe Biden ran on was um, trying to get rid of student debt. Yeah. which there's a lot of student debt. And, and that's something you know a lot about. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because. Yeah. Yeah, great segue. You, yeah, that's right. So, Cardin. billion
1: dollars <laughs> with a student loan debt. No, that's the that's the nation right now. I think. 90, it is what? $98 billion dollars worth of uh, parent plus. Mm-hmm. Only. Oh yeah,
0: that's just yeah, that's just the parent plus. I think the outstanding student debt is close to a trillion. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's got to be
1: because not only are parents saddled with the parent plus loans, but then the students come out and also have loans, just like in my case. So in my yeah. in my experience, yeah. why we were talking about it was yeah. I went to uh, I came out of ISU, which is Illinois State University, and had um, some loans that were taken out, like Pell grants and you know federally subsidized loans. So I I came out with those. And after Illinois State University asked me politely not to return, uh, <laughs> which I obliged.
0: Those <laughs> bastards.
1: I obliged. Yeah. You know, the whole like, hey, go to class type of thing. I don't know. I think they were being yeah. a little large. Uh, Square. Squares. You know, what's funny is that you can't just show up and pass tests in college anymore. And for those of you that can, maybe you're in a gen- general study, which I commend you for. <laughs> But uh I could not when it came to like business statistics and things like na- that nature. And I'm I'm mathematically inclined. So I was like, eh, this will be a breeze. But when you start getting into p hats and
0: uh, I can't think of any other of the variables that were in there. Are but you I sure you're are you sure P-hat. you're mathematically inclined? Well <laughs> who's gonna forget P hat? Come on. What the uh, hell is a P hat?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a statistical variable. Oh, it's, uh, it's one that class. stands for like, you know, mean plus medium times mean. Oh, okay. Times, you know, right. one of those things. Anyways. Anyway, so they told me not to come back. I obliged. I didn't. But, uh, so I had student loans coming out of there, but it wasn't anything outrageous. You know, I, I ended up probably with, you know, some, some credits anyways, I transferred over this was and this is where, this is where it gets terrible. I went out of state to Montana State University. And I think that I was, hmm, I bet that it was, see, this is the first, this is the first issue that I have right now is because without looking directly at my loans that I actually have, I can't even tell you per semester how much I was paying to go there.
0: Well, you and I had talked about it after. So how long did you go to uh, Montana state? Three years,
1: three total years. And I got my degree. Okay.
0: Yeah. And then you know, and I'm I'm going off memory as well, but didn't you tell me that it was close to a hundred thousand? Yeah, I mean, well, that's that
1: my total debt. I mean, parent plus loans alone, I was over eighty thousand plus. Wow. Yeah, eighty thousand plus coming out with an English education degree. Can you guess what my starting salary was
0: in uh, Shodo, Montana? E- I'm gonna say it's not six figures. <laughs> it felt like it. The reward was six figures. <laughs>
1: No, uh dollars Yeah. I wow. started at 275 and was able to supplement through um working constantly and coaching to get over three right. thousand to start with.
0: Yeah, so, that's crazy. When I, when I started in
1: um income based repayments, I was sitting somewhere like six hundred dollars a month
0: or something geez. like that. Yeah. Well, so, so you, you were, you were part of that. Now, now the reason your tuition was so expensive though is because it was out of state. That's why. Exactly. And I had at one person, I, I, excuse
1: me, at one point I went to a professor and I said, Hey, I got to quit. I got to establish residency and come back. And I'm, you know, I'd been dismissed from a college already. I knew that I had to get a degree to move forward but i was trying to be like i can't afford this out of state i want to establish residency and do the do the whole thing and the the professor um which whether she was right or not but she said to me you won't come back essentially she says i see this all the time
0: you'll never come back you'll never finish your degree hmm so, so that, that obviously kept you from quitting school then yeah, from quitting. Yeah.
1: And it wasn't even a quitting. I think it was going to place hold, but I think there is some truth to that. Right. I mean, you, you get out, you establish sure. red C, great. grade. I find a job and all of a sudden now I'm working right. the whole thing and getting back into school. Well, I'll do that next year. I'll do the year after. So in right. my head, I decided, okay, I'm going to just get it completely done, knock it out. It's going to be more expensive than I would like, but I'll have it. And it'll be done. At least this will all be worth something instead of having all the right, debt you right know right. what I mean? And then having nothing else. But yeah, that was eighty thousand in, dollars in parent plus loans, which Jeez. is a kicker. So I had more loans that were in my name.
0: And you're you're making thirty thousand. And I'm making thirty thousand.
1: And this is the part that still drives me nuts, is that I'd like to say, like, oh, my dad should have known better, I should have known better, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. It was like Going to McDonald's, getting this. Phone. <laughs> I'm I, I, I'm not even kidding. It was. Oh, I up. mean,
0: it was really easy
1: to get. To oh one. my gosh! You walk into the plate. I need to pay for this semester of school. Okay. Um. Do you have all your paperwork? Sure do. I right, I filled out all my stuff. Okay, great. Here's fifteen thousand dollars. Ten minute conversation with somebody at the at MSU every semester. Oh, and I would crazy. even said, I even said what do I need 15000 for? And they said, well, <clears throat> excuse me. They said, well, you have to live, don't you? <laughs> so at, at one point <laughs> yes, when I, I first went there, I was almost getting $4,500, $4,500 extra on top of actual tuition fees.
0: Well, but that was for rent and food and stuff, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah.
1: Did I have to get a job? No, I didn't. So did I focus on my studies? Sure. sure. But could I have gotten a job to pay my rent? Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I, I was, well. I was, I was, a, I was a dummy. I'm just going to put that out there, but still at the same time, if I didn't have that chunk of money to live on, I would have found a way. Gotten a job. Right. And you know, $4,500 over the course of every semester for three
0: years. I mean, yeah, no, I, I got it. Um, <clears throat> you know, what's interesting is, um, like I've known people in, Like I said, a lot of the the kids that I coach when, when they go into college, there's some of them that will try to kind of pay as they go, you know, they'll work, they'll go to school, then they pull out of school and they work and they pull out of school and in their minds, they're thinking, well, I don't, I don't want to get into debt. And, and I, I, I understand that to a certain point, but you know, they've shown and, and it probably has a lot to do with the, the particular degree you're going to get, what, what kind of money you're going to make outside of college, you know, once you graduate. But, yeah, you know, <clears throat> they've shown a lot of degrees. It doesn't pay to do that. Yeah. You know, you you are better off, get the, get the loan, get through college and get out and start making better money as quick as you can.
1: What are you making minimum wage the whole time? You're scraping everything by, you know. Right.
0: Yeah. Possibly. I, yeah.
1: I, I totally understand that. And this is what has so fascinated me is that an English education degree is not one of those high earning, high earning yeah. degrees.
0: Yeah. You don't well, say. It. And you know what? And that's and that uh, again that goes back to the the you know the discussion about what jobs really should pay a lot more money than they do. Yeah. Um, and I, I think like nursing. I think a lot, there's probably some healthcare, but yep. teaching's got to be up there.
1: Well, if you know. You- And I was an educator, so you know how passionate I'm about education anyways, and I almost a master's completed in education as well. And it's the silver bullet. I mean, in in my head, it is societally, culturally, it is the silver bullet to so many of the issues that we face later on that we try to Mm -hmm. be reactive instead of proactively filling public schools with with decent people and great educators.
0: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: Thank you. Well, and,
0: and you know the thing is, and and we kind of touched on this in our last episode was, when you when you um you know because we we talked about how you and I took the position of role models and and kind of mentors for a lot of people or the kids that we worked with, but you know teachers have that, you know yeah they're they're teaching their subject which is important, but there's so much more you know there's so much more opportunity to really connect with these kids and you know provide you know <clears throat> more of a parental guidance type thing for a lot of them that needed as well. Yeah. And, and it's so important to get people involved with th- those careers that really have a genuine, you know, aptitude for starters and interest in being there, you know, yeah. th- that want to be there for the right reasons. But I'll, um, I'll just be honest with you though, beyond my student loans,
1: even starting a family, there's no way, yeah. you know, if I wanted to maintain after three years this is truth. After three years, I got my first pay raise, or I would have had it had I started my my fourth year at five hundred dollars over the year. My big oh. salary went up five hundred dollars. And that's when I said there's no way. That's not even one of my student
0: loan payments right now. I can't do uh, it. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Well, it just doesn't it doesn't pencil out anyway. but 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 kids are still going into education we're still you know colleges are still producing teachers you know the thing that gets me and you know I, I graduated quite a bit longer ago than you did out of college but even then um you know the cost of tuition has gone up a lot there was a podcast Joe Rogan had and he had a guy named Peter Schiff who is a he's a money guy, among other things. He's, he's a, a pretty interesting guy, maybe a little controversial, but he was talking about, um, you know, the, the cost of the, of higher education basically. Yeah. And he had, you know, his, his take on it was, I'd never heard this before. And, uh, he was talking about that, um, cost of tuition in the forties, fifties and sixties really didn't go up very much proportionally. Um, and it wasn't until the government got involved with fair, federally guaranteed student loans, that tuition really took off and really spiked. Um, you don't in his, well, yeah, exactly. His, his, I mean, his take on it is once this became a guaranteed federal program, colleges took advantage of it and, and jerked their prices up and college, you know, started this, this rapid rise in, in expense, you know, and that's where, you know, I mean, when you hear about there's a trillion dollars of student loan debt out there, which I think is what the, I think that's the amount that's currently yeah, owed.
1: Right somewhere around I here.
0: mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's an unbelievable <laughs> number.
1: Unbelievable. unbelievable number. Yeah. I mean, just look in, in my own circumstance, $80,000 with This is, this is the craziest part. $80,000 worth of parent plus loans. If I would have been a different person, I could have just been like, mm. Sorry, mom and dad. I'm out. Oh, And and just walked. And just walked. None of that. None of it was in my name. None of it. To the point where I couldn't even call and figure out how to make payments on it. I couldn't do anything. And the other thing is, and I think that this is definitely on purpose. Any kind of federal loan forgiveness program, like the 10-year loan forgiveness, all of those things, would not have, have applied to me. Because the loan was not in my name. So even if I stayed as a teacher for 10 years, made minimum payments and said, I know at the end of this, the federal government will forgive my loans. It would not have mattered because it had to have been my mom or my dad that was doing the the forgiveness program. Wow. And. Yeah, that's crazy. To bite me again, because I joined the military expect right. a large right. amount of my loans paid off and guess what not in my name didn't matter are you telling me the military after you joined they did not pay off those loans they well remember I told you I had the other federal loans right right so they they did pay um the other loans that I had yes for the student loan repayment program but not the parent plus not loans the parent loans because they said literally the they the, the, what they finally told me was well your dad has to join the military.
0: Jeez. Oh, yeah, did, did you tell him to get his ass in and sign up? I did. You know, I, I absolutely, I absolutely did. I did.
1: Uh, yeah, it was it was unbelievable, and I and that was oh my gosh. I'll be honest with you, soul crushing. That was soul crushing.
0: Well, absolutely.
1: And then you start going, especially me. I go, well, I can't do anything because I'm not gonna my dad's not going to pay for my education through the loans. Right, I'm, right. I'm going to pay for them, but nothing that I can do personally can do any kind of program at all to forgive any of
0: these loans. Right. So I'm, that's crazy. Have, yeah. That, I mean, it, it's just, you, you can see how, how kids and, and well, families, I guess, not just the kids, the parents are on the hook too, but you, I mean, you know, you can dig a pretty big hole pretty, pretty fast. And the other thing is how many, how many people that go to school, go to college, get a degree, they, they study in areas that there just isn't a lot of demand for, yeah. you know, job wise. So you go through this whole process that we're talking about. You rack up these student loans and your parents, you know, hypothetically will just say your parents are on the hook for this too. And then you get a degree, you know, I don't even want to give an example because I don't want to, I don't want to pick on any, you know, oh, any area. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, okay, let's talk about English, but, but you go through all that work and that expense yeah. And yep. then you get out and it, it just doesn't pencil out that you're you're going to even be able to pay it off, you know? No, right. Exactly. Um, you, you and I were talking about that story that we read recently where the, the parents had taken a Parent Plus loan out. I think um, you said it was for a, a daughter to go to nursing school. Yes. Yeah. And years later, four years later, they owe more now than they did when they took the loans out because they couldn't afford to pay down the principal. Yep. So they were making interest only and it turns out they weren't even paying all the interest. And so, uh, you know,
1: interest rates as high as 8%. Yeah.
0: Actually, I think even, uh, is 8 a cap? I thought you could get over 8 even.
1: Oh, I think you can, but I think they're average yeah. because, you know, you get you get different loans at different levels. But I think they're probably average um, interest with 8%. But yeah, they, I'm sure they can go up upwards of 96 yeah,
0: yeah. Well, so so I guess in in hindsight, you know, after you've been through this whole thing, you you uh, you know you failed at college once. Yeah, right? they they say yeah. thanks. Don't bother coming back. So you got back in college again. Yep. You got your degree, yep. but you went out of state and you racked up a lot of money in student oh. loans. Yep. Most definitely. You got a teaching degree. Yep. You tried to teach for a while, and you realized this isn't going to cut it. So yeah. you went into the service full time. The hard. This I this mean, hard. all this stemming, you know, in where you're at today. In your career stemmed from, yeah. you know, the 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 college debt. Purely from parent plus halo. This is how much that halo followed me around.
1: Is that I would when I was teaching on a Friday night, mind you, I'm a I'm a new teacher, so I'm going in I'm going in the building at six, um, getting done with practice most of the time at seven thirty or eight o'clock, and I'm doing another hour and a half of work at home. So by the time Friday rolls around, I'm pretty I'm pretty spent, and I'm a bachelor at this point, so it is what it is. You just work, right? But right. I would go get a pizza, like a $10 hot and ready pizza. And in the back (laughs) of my mind, I was going, man, should I be getting pizza right now?
0: (laughs) Just just, just eat one piece tonight. Okay, Just like eight eight nights of pizza.
1: It was like, I would look at clothes and be like, I know I need this shirt because I don't have any shirts left. But Worth of well,
0: it, yeah, man. I mean, that's a whole nother thing. Is you know, yeah. just how do you, how do you, how do you dig? You know, how do you start digging yourself out of this hole? You know, and hard um, thing too. Well,
1: I try well, go ahead. asking somebody to marry you
0: and saying, "Oh, right.
1: and also, by the way, <laughs> uh, now that you've said yes, no take takebacks."
0: <laughs> like, I, I hope you live. I hope. I hope you don't mind living in a van down by the river. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, I'm going to set my sights. You I mean, so no. high. Yeah. Well, well, I just, yeah. I mean, and you know, and here's another thing and, and we talked about it and I guess this is, this is kind of taking a different spin on the college experience. This isn't really what we we're going to talk about, but I mean, it's, I think it's, I think it's um, pertinent um, yeah. is like, even when I was in school, I thought the whole general studies thing was kind of bullshit. And, um, and it, it was. I mean, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to, you know, get this this broad spectrum education so people, you know, can go out in the real world and they they can write properly right. and they they have basic math skills and things like. I mean, I get it. But what was it? Wasn't high school for that? Yeah. Yeah, it was. You know. You know, wasn't that really kind of what high school was for? Yeah,
1: totally. And this is you how know? we've talked about this. And this is how I. This is how I I truly do feel about this, It is that it's the cyclical nature. You can't get anybody, now that the the price of a degree is so high, you can't get anybody that is competent to go into education because they can't afford it, and they know that, so they choose a different field. And as a result, I think that um, the level of education coming out of high school is uh, diminished to a point where colleges feel like they have to uh, supplement that with general studies because they have kids that are coming in that have been accepted. They can't write. Hmm.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. You know, I I don't know. And and, okay. So your, your take is a big part of it is the lack of quality with the teachers. Yes. And, and see, I I, am, it seems to me, for, and I, I've never been a teacher, but it seems to me part of the problem has to be also that you you can't enforce these um, these stricter regimens on kids. They don't they don't go for that anymore.
1: Yeah, parents definitely. A
0: part you, you send homework home with kids, and the parents come unglued about you know you can't be doing this. This is too much. Yeah, and so I I feel like the expectation has been lowered all the way around. I mean, if you're saying that the teachers are part of it. I'm going to have to say the students and the, the, the parents have to be a part of this too. Yeah. I agree with you. It, it
1: is, it's been a lowering, a lowering of standard all the way around. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that.
0: That, that is, that is true. Cause as a parent, especially of a high school kid, I mean, I know if my kids can write, you know, and, and I would know fairly well how good they can write, yeah. you know, if they're, if they're decent at it. um. And, and I, I just have to feel that, you know, people that want to skate through high school um, and not really be challenged, well, okay, you know, then at some point, you know, somebody's going to have to actually teach those those people something.
1: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, they, well, yeah. And, that's what, and that's what colleges are saying. And now the burden has fallen on us. Now, now that's why we have to do Riding 101 and Riding right. 102. And we have to do, there was a... Uh, a math credit that was given, and I understand that people have different in, uh, different intelligences, right? So I'm I'm not bashing on people that don't get math at all. That's that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm yeah, just- I'm,
0: I'm terrible at math, so go
1: easy. Well, you don't even know what a P hat is. I mean, come no, on.
0: I don't, obviously. No, I, I have no idea
1: what I'm saying is that there was a, a general studies, And I think this goes back to what you're saying. There was a general studies class called mathematics and, a, and astronomy or something like that. And it literally what it literally was is that because it it forced people to get a math credit, which they had to get in the general studies in order to pass through the general studies. But it was such an easy course that it was basically a completely pointless junk course. So people could just take that, fulfill their math credit, and the tests were literally like multiplication tables and things like that. Hmm. And how much, is, how much was, was that class worth?
0: You know what I'm saying? Well, I read, you know, and here's something I read, and this was, this was in an article that was related to general studies and, you know, whether they're, they're valid or they're not, you know, is it a money grab or is there a real purpose and a valid purpose behind them? But they were saying, you know, really, and this was the, the, the the colleges have tried to say, we don't make any money off general studies. Okay. Okay. They didn't exactly back that up with any facts that I saw, but I'm like, how are you not making money with general studies? You know, you're, you're putting two or 300 kids in a single classroom. Well, they're they're not in some less for those credits. Well, right. Exactly. And, and I know that I had a couple of those, those one-on-one types classes and they were taught in large part by GAs, right? You know, you had grad assistants. Yeah. So you know, you're saving money on the professor yeah. So I, I, I guess I just I didn't understand when they come off and say, you know, we don't make a lot of money with general education credits. I, I don't understand that. Well, not
1: not to mention that you have a um, a general studies course is typically the biggest halls in, in any of the campus and jam packed with as many people as you can put into them, because, you know, the the the. The amount of freshmen is always higher. The dropout rates, what, right. 50% after freshman year and, and then another 50 after that or something ridiculous like that. So then you have 250 people in a writing 101 class that and just purely economics. You're making money hand over fist. Yeah, you would it. think so. You would think so. Well, but it, it, think about how
0: much it takes to heat that. <laughs> <Simply> yeah. <on. laughs> yeah. That, that concrete. Yeah. 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 I agree. And there's, there's a few things about it. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. And I, I've read, I, I, I've read a little bit about opposing views on, well, for example, the general education thing, you know um, there are some schools that either do not require gen ed um, credits or they have this uh, a much more flexible program in that, um, kids can pick the gen ed classes they want to take. So they actually can have the ability to pick classes that actually interest them yeah. or may be closer in um, subject matter to what they're getting their degree in. Um, right. It's not, it's not completely dictated by the school. Um, and I, and I feel like, you know, that, that would probably help in my mind. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, like everybody else, I took classes um, just to fill that slot just to get that, slot filled yeah um i took bowling and you know I <laughs> fly fishing and yeah. i don't know there's just yeah. some you know um near-death yeah. experience and you know and and that you know some of the classes were okay but you, you don't take them because you really want to take them you take them because you have to take them wait did you say near-death experiences yeah <laughs> was yeah. that a class yeah it was a three-credit class was Near death
1: swinging, ex- swinging a sledgehammer at you every day <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that was another close
1: one. All right, come back tomorrow. We'll do <laughs> smart,
0: smart. No, 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 no. It was a it was a study, uh, or it was a class that that was based on the studies of near death experiences that oh, people had. Trying to kill you every like, day. In class. No, 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 no. It, like people going for surgery, and yeah. next thing you know, they're floating in the room, and the doctor's going, "Well, he's had it," you know, <laughs> and, and they, <laughs> you know. Well, I, I knew this wasn't going to work, you know, oh, uh, you lost so. all right, bring in the next guy. Yeah. Bring in the next guy. But, but no, the, the, and it was really, it was an interesting class, but yeah. being an exercise physiology major, um, would I have taken it if I didn't have to? No. I wouldn't
1: have. Would you have paid you for
0: know. it if you didn't have to? I think that's what it comes down to. Well, sure, sure. Um, right. If I could have, if I could have put that money in my pocket and got out of school with three less credits, yeah, I, I probably yeah. would have for sure. You know, it's funny because you, you're listing off these classes, and they are real classes. And I did, I did the exact
1: same thing. I had uh, Darwinism and and just a ton of classes that were like that. But do you remember the underwater basket weaving? Well, you right. know, that, that it's not, yeah. as not a real course, but as just like right. totally a generational joke that you would say to somebody, they would get like, ha ha ha. Yeah, those. But right. if you think about it, it's kind of, it's sad a little bit that as this, the these entire generations of people understand that there's certain amounts of colleges completely jacked up and completely pointless. And yet you're coming out with you know, suffocating student loan debt
0: as a result. Yeah. Well, and I, and I guess the the thing is that colleges are getting more and more and more expensive. They're not going the other way, no, you know, and, and now politically we have, you know, like Bernie Sanders is a guy that, that wants to foot the bill for colleges. And, you know, and I'll be the first to say, I don't think it's a bad idea to, to find a way to get college to be more affordable yeah. I, I don't necessarily agree with the government and, and taxpayers footing the bill for everything. But the, the one thing that I've seen, and I, and I've talked to, you know, actually I had a, a very, very interesting com, uh, conversation with a guy that I met. He was a, a very successful technology guy. He had made a lot of money in the technology field. Um, you know, he was, he was millions, millions and millions, and um, he had six kids. And and we actually talked about college, and I said, "Now, did your kids all go to school?" And he says, "Well, I had to deal with my kids. Everybody was allowed to go to school, but they had to pay half." And I'm like, "Really?" And he said, "And what that showed me was who wants to go to school and who doesn't." Yeah, yeah. And and he was a firm believer, and and I am as well. Um, college is not the end all, be all. Yeah, yeah for success, it, it really is. I mean, there's a lot of data that says. You know, a lot of a positive things, you'll get farther in certain things. And, but, but, you know, anymore, you look at it, you look at the tradesmen around, you know, electricians, plumbers, con, you know, contractors, um, there, there's a mechanics, there, there's a lot of them yeah. or, and, you know, and I'm not saying a complete lack of education. I'm saying, don't go to college, go to a trade school, a specific right. yeah. training program. But, but, you know, those are some great fields of, of, you know, that, that people can, you know go learn a trade get out and there's good money in it there's a lot of jobs available i was going to um, say
1: everybody needs it i mean i had a plumber come to the house i can't i consider myself handy one thing i will not do is <laughs> i just do not trust it you laugh cuz i consider myself handy <laughs> i consider myself it well
0: i don't consider <laughs> uh, you handy no, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding I, no know, absolutely I, yeah no i i get it I there's certain things I'm, that you don't want to you know the uh, electricity
1: i will you know, electricity i don't necessarily like to touch but i'll try water i just will not do that the the plumber 95 an hour yeah and I, yeah. And, I, and of course i was happy to pay it because why because i didn't have water in my basement anymore you know what i mean and that yeah, was just right. purely a trade school and a apprenticeship. ship and the guy's making good money he started his own business i mean yeah, I, I completely agree with you that there's total other avenues and I don't think they're pitched really well in high schools right now. I think the attitude- No, of the I don't is think so. If you don't have the bachelor's degree, the college degree, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to be able to do anything.
0: Yeah. I think that's been the narrative for a long time that college is, you know, you, you should go to college. You need to go to college. And I, I feel like just you know, the, just by looking at the, the statistic of how much money is out there on student loans um, and the fear with it really is, it's not so much that how much is owed. The fear is how much is not going to get paid back. Right. That's well, why, you know, why, why is that? Because people were getting degrees in fields that did not, there was not enough demand or the pay wasn't there to pay back their loans, you know? And I, and I think too, Cardin, that, that, a lot of people are not good at managing money, period, right. yeah, you know, exactly. could they, could they buckle down and yep. become fiscally more responsible and pay back their student loans? Yeah, probably a lot of them. Yep. Um, but, but I, but I think a lot have to fall into that category. They just, they're, you know, their chosen, you know, field of study was not lucrative.
1: Well, you can see that in, um, purely in, in, in the, 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 I should say that you can see that the changing of the tide purely looking at, um, the two large universities that we have in Montana, just as a data set, right. Right. Uh, Missoula that's known for kind of the more liberal side, the liberal arts of college and MSU that's taken much more of a business engineering, computer science approach. And just the, the difference. I mean, Missoula can't get enough people to come right now people just aren't aren't coming and they're hurting economically on the other hand msu is going to again have the highest um freshman class that they've ever had the largest yeah again you know since i've been
0: going that was 10 years ago well yeah no absolutely there's and i think that's kind of a you know, that it's a that's kind of a popularity contest really. You know, Bozeman yeah. is this really trendy no, happening place right now. And so that it's plays into it, but the degrees that they're offering, I think, also is a huge is a huge thing too. Yeah. Well, their engineering program has been good for a long time, but, but yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. I guess I guess a a person could go on and on about this, you know, just all the ins and outs of it and the the costs associated with it, and you know, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, being serious about school in the first place, so that when you get there, you you kind of have an idea of what you want to study. Yeah. Um, but but man, I tell you this, it, it is just really hard to justify the the costs, you know, for, for a lot of degrees, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, agree. And I, and I feel like um, at least now, maybe that's something that will get looked at. I like, a. am not, a, like I said, I'm not a big believer in just this kind of carte blanche um, government pays or taxpayers pays for all these college degrees. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, actually, that's a, that's a great lead in for what I was just thinking. I think
1: it's time for a monkey moment. Oh, Okay. That's okay. Time moment i'm gonna put you on the clock all right okay you, you, what do you want you want 30 seconds or 60 seconds <laughs> 60 seconds. i don't know what the question is oh well, yeah i know that's why i wanted you okay here's the question what do we okay. do okay you you know you what do you think is a viable solution and i know of course there's going to be you know a tons of different things and many different outliers and things like that but if you were king for a day your president-elect uh blair L Patton, what do you <laughs> mean? It's not L. Leroy. Uh, <laughs> you're you're El, El Capitan. What do we do? What do you think is a possible solution? You've got uh, 60 seconds. That's no, no,
0: are you talking about t- for the student debt or are you talking about for just education in general like we've been talking about? Well, that's a,
1: as a whole, okay? So what would you change about the education system and what would you do about the current
0: debt that we have? Because I think we both agree that. Wow, going to have to get done, sixty right? seconds. Okay, well, I, I would start with. Um, I would modify. Go. Well, okay, Go. okay. As a government, though, you can't you can't mandate things with all these uh, universities. So um, it's not like you can make a sweeping change. But I, I think a big part of it is um, affordability has to be. Um, you know, be addressed. Right. And I, I think the general education thing has to be looked at, you know, because that's a big part of the costs. I mean, hypothetically, I, I think it's at least a quarter or maybe even a third of your, of your credits are these general education, you know, classes. Right. Um, not, not that that's the, the, the whole part of it, but I think that's, I, I think anything you can do to lower the costs and to expedite the process through there is, can be a good thing. Without yeah. without sub you know without um, undercutting quality, agreed. Um, as far as so I think I guess you know it really would be need to look at the the general education education part of it. Yeah. Um, as far as existing student loans, oh, I don't know. I mean that's a tough one. Um, I, I feel like um, a lot of them are going to fail um, for the reasons we've already talked about that, that people got degrees in fields they, that, you know, especially now with COVID and the economy, I mean, it, it's going to get worse. Um, it just doesn't seem like the, it, it could get any better. You know what I mean? Not, not quickly. And, 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 you know, for people getting out of school or that just got out of school in the last year or so um, work has been awful, you know? Right. And so, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, possibly they can stretch out the the payback longer um, to get the payments yep. down a little bit. Um, not that that's an answer, but it would definitely, you know, it would. It, I think it would help people, um, especially if they're tied up money. Yeah, um, I, I, I think getting the banks involved to to be a little less banky and. <laughs> More in, more inclined to think about the the people actually involved with these loans would would be a, a nice well, touch. Yeah. I
1: mean, with, think about how much difference it would make if these loans were at a, the the rate you could get a mortgage at right now, as opposed well, to absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it it would make it it would move it into the
0: realm of manageable for sure. Well, it would help, and and that's the big thing because every every little bit helps. So, um, okay, so you you get the same then. What would you do? yeah i mean i i yeah i agree with you completely about the the education
1: (laughs) system in general when it comes to college so i'm not going to rehash that one but what i what i would say is that needs to be done is as a relooking and a revamping of federal student loan repayment programs that push people into needed fields but allows them to do it economically perfect example instead of doing 10-year loan forgiveness for public servants, do a five-year loan forgiveness, and then if you're in education, then you get complete loan forgiveness um, after you know five or six years, um, eh, you know maybe a number more like seven. That way you can get people invested. But man, that would if if I would have known that at the end, no matter what school I taught in, I was teaching, and that at the end of seven years, as long as I was making a minimum payment. Right. And this was my plan all the way along that I would get loan forgiveness, I'd still be teaching now. Yeah. I mean, of course, it would have completely changed my life. And I love the life that I have now. But you see what I'm saying? It's right. like,
0: no, I do. I do
1: in the profession. And I think it would have kept a lot more people in the profession as well. And all that does is better the education system that then has the same sweeping effects on the, the collegiate level as well. Right. And then right. colleges can now go, well, these guys, they don't need writing one one or we don't need to do math because they're getting it at high school. I really do think that that ends up being a, a huge, a huge sweeping change. As long as the the bottom line isn't economics, which I'm hoping for the best that it's not. Right. So, right. Yeah. No, but I, I think that,
0: I think that's, I think that's good. Cause you even um, know they did that 10 year loan forgiveness
1: and then the government bailed out. <laughs> People were going into at, at 10 years. Hey, here's all of the paperwork. I've done my 10 years of, of, civil service, you know, whether it be teaching right. or for the state or I, I, I don't know the other occupations off the top of my head, but then the, the, the federal government said, Oh yeah, I don't know how we can pay that. Jeez. Yeah. After people had chosen the path that they were on for 10 years in order to get the student loan repayment,
0: it right. wasn't. Ugh, man. Well, yeah. okay, man, a deep, a deep subject. Uh, we could, we could probably have about a three hour uh talk on that. but yeah, I I, I know it, it is it, I don't think there is any easy answers and it'll be interesting to see what what Biden ends up doing now that he's gonna be coming into office and and he's made this kind of a, a point um, you know, like I said of his, of his candidacy when he was running. So um, all right. well listen, buddy. So episode three in the books, in the books. Great talk. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Learned a lot. Um, and so, uh, buddy, you take care of yourself and uh, we'll, we'll do this again. Yep. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Good night, Carden. Good night, Blair.